0: Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders, so let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti. just a matter of doing it. You mentioned a little bit about your favorite style to teach, and it sounds similar uh, to the way I, I love it, so I can't wait to hear more when you were coaching. And, and I guess too, like if a coach was to come to you and say, Hey, I'm a, I'm a clean blank. I'm a blank slate. Yeah. How, how should I build it? You know, what style of play?
1: Yeah. What well, do you say? I, I would say, um, I would say that all I, what I try to do when I advise coaches is one, I avoid the word should like you should yeah. do this. I, I think that sounds sort of preachy and comes from a place of like, I'm smarter than you or no more than you, which I don't like. I'm not comfortable mm. with that. So what I, 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 this is another little nugget that I stole that you asked. That was your terrific. First question is turn. Anytime you want to say you should turn it mm. into a prediction, turn that into prediction. So instead of saying you guys should shoot more threes, stay, I predict your offensive efficiency would increase if you shot more threes. So, now we can test that, right? Instead of it coming across as like, I know you don't.
0: I like I that, know. even talking to players. Yes. I mean, I, I, I think I say... It's a great I,
1: coaching I, point.
0: I, I think I say should. like You, you should really do that. Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: Now change it to a prediction. Say... Yeah. You should whatever you know, go to your left hand more or whatever, like whatever the case. I may. predict
0: if you load up when you come off the ball screen, you'll have more time to make a read, to see space. Uh, that's good.
1: Or I predict if you load up before coming off the screen you'll you'll your shooting percentage will go up. Hmm. now we can test that, right? Yeah, true or not. yeah so now now the player has incentive to. See if you're right. Yeah. Sorry, um, go back to where anyway, when I cut you off. <laughs> so so what I would say is I don't really come to a, a coach and say, you should play this way. I yeah. tell them how I did and why. But like I said before, I've helped coaches who do a lot of different stuff. So some that play slow, some that play fast, some that play in between, and that's fine. But if they ask me what I have the most knowledge and experience with, that's where I'm more comfortable speaking. And I think it's been because of that, it's where I can sound the most informed. And, you know, so that, um, that the style of play for me was aggressive man-to-man defense and transition offense. And sort of this idea that I think I won't say I pioneered it, but I I, I definitely talk about it. And now I see it talked about in other places, whether I have any role in that or not, I don't know, nor care. But this idea of sort of seamlessness where, When we transition, sort of the end of that transition looks like our half-court offense, so we don't have this moment of rearrangement. We don't have this moment of setting it up. We sort of transition with some constraints where we arrive in the half-court that if we don't have a fast-break opportunity, if we don't beat them down the floor, we can connect with our offensive shape. Without we're, we just look up and oh okay, we're, this is our office, and we don't stop and we don't have to reorganize. Mm. So it's that seamless quality that I feel over the years that I've helped coaches either copy or create or, or um, that I, I think would be my preferred style of of coaching, and I tried to take it, you know, turn that dial to 11 and like even our baseline and sideline out of bounds sort of connected to our offense mm. transition connected to our offense the way we lined up for it on the and a defensive free throw so even like when the other team's shooting the, the where i put our players in that moment spoke to our how we're going to inbound the ball and who's going to do it who's going to receive valid, who's going to fly right who's going to fly left you know like we did all that thinking because we want no stoppage and, and, and seamless connections between phases.
0: I wonder how often coaches, and I, cause I'm guilty of it. Don't pay attention to those transition points, those moments that where we can steal a few seconds back for, we can be a little bit more organized where in moments where like, uh, Transition defense is typically disorganized, but we need to be organized quickly in it. You know, kind of that uh, that, that opposite effect there. I think that's a uh, that's a great point of on especially those out of bounds is taking time. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because what I didn't want is okay. You know, here's our inbounds play, baseline out of bounds, and here's option one. We don't get it. Okay, you know, option two. We 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 get the ball inbounded to that player. But it doesn't work like YouTube quality, meaning, boom, boom, we score off the inbounds play, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We got and, it in, but and we you're in bad open. spots. You're in bad and then spots. And now we've got to, to yeah. re- exactly. Now we've yeah. got to set it up. Yeah. So it's sort of like reverse engineering. Like I wanted that moment to where if we, if we, if we got it in, but didn't get a shot, the player looks and like, oh, we're four out, boom, you know, or oh, we're we look like low post set or something like that. So we, so it's like taking the design constraint of a shape and working backwards. Yeah. And and that, because the best teams that I played personally, when you're trying to get organized and like you're trying to plug into your coach and see what they want, but the ball's in play, that's a very vulnerable time. And they sense that and it's like blood in the water. And as a person who taught a pressure style defense, I'm not letting you do that. Like that's not happening you had better thought about your design beforehand because that's not happening.
0: To me, there's a big shift though, too, in order to play the the way that you're talking about, you have to value that your, the continuity that you have almost more than the sets that you have. Because if you, if you, if you can't read or score routinely from that, whatever you're going to flow into out of your out of bounds, like you inbound, you're in the correct spots for your four out one. in. Like you, if you're not getting a lot of buckets from that, the tendency is to back out, run the set that we know we'll get a certain shot from. Uh, yeah. So I think right there, you almost like you're deciding a little yeah. bit of uh, joy sticking and running a lot of plays versus setting up concepts that allow them to make plays. But you have to see it work yeah. in order for it to, to validate why you should continue to do it
1: and also too i would I always question players who when we were trying to make this transformation and it was a little growing pains would be like look when when we're trying to organize let's say we successfully do that like we backed it out and we're able to like get it what what did the defense also get to do oh they were guarding her now i can get back to who i'm supposed to and like they got to organize. So what? What the the motive? The the overarching why is to do it was to keep the pressure on the defense. To to they don't get a moment to yeah to set themselves up and and get their you know they're having to keep defending rather than getting to organize themselves. It's like I call it friendly offense. Like I see a lot of off coaches who like you guys are awfully friendly to the defense because you'll you got. You got dudes who could run four foot, four, two forties. And you're just like letting the defense, like, just kind of like, okay. You know, like, like that is awful. Nice of you. Like I you love that. A rebound the outline and, and like you coach, you say, whoa, 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 run. You just help the defense.
0: Stop being so friendly on offense. I, I think yeah. that's great.
1: That's really nice of you to, to, and, and I say that could, could apply to other things, you know, you're, Awful nice of you to turn down a wide open three. We didn't X out. We didn't close you out. We didn't get the second or third close out. and your guy just dribbled it or put it over his head. Like, thanks. Because hmm. now we can get back and get organized and get to neutral with you. Like, don't be so friendly.
0: <laughs> we talked about this a little bit, but so with that style of play or or any style that, that a coach chooses, do they how do they take players that they have? And maybe all right, if you if you have a uh some great athletes. They're long, they can run like uh, it makes sense to play fat fast mm-hmm. enough tempo, but what if, if there is maybe it it doesn't appear that it would fit. How do you kind of take the style that you love and are comfortable with or confident in and the players, how do you bring them together?
1: Well, you ask a great question that I've been asked dozens of times. Um and and I, this is just my own personal belief but i i believe that you don't have to be fast to play fast mm. speed foot speed is not necessarily the 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 sort of like secret ingredient of playing fast to me it's skill mm. can we pass and catch like make long passes accurately can we handle the ball and like if we want to attack you know they we're in transition and they're taking away our pitch aheads by sort of like getting defensive width and take can I handle the ball crossover and penetrate and and crack the shell with, with my ball handler? Like, so it's really skill. That's the main driver for, for playing fast. So while in your, like, while outside your circle and control might be things like speed, height, athleticism as a coach inside your circle of control is the skill level of your players to a certain degree, given, assuming you have time. Sure. In a, and help and all of the things you need to do to sort of develop skill in, inside your program. So I would challenge. So my follow up question to the coach is like, okay, I understand that. You don't have track stars. I get that. But can your guys play? Can they guys, you, would you say your guys can dribble pass and shoot kind of? Okay. Like they're fundamentally sound. And, and if the answer to that is yes, you too can play fast. Like you, because that's actually the real quality like I don't I don't think like I've ever BYU heard it said plays like fast. that. Like yeah. BYU plays fast. Like Yeah. You know, like they it it's that's the actual component. You're right. So, it's so if it's what not you're track. Me, yeah, it's not true. What you're track. telling me is we lack athleticism and skill, I would say uh, Good luck. Yeah. Not... Yeah. Like, what do you want me to? <laughs> what tell style? You? Like, like. like, like what all right. Do you so, want me to tell you. Yeah.
0: You're you're gonna try to play in the 20s then. That's you're the not goal. ready to win yet.
1: What? <laughs> it's it's an uncomfortable truth, uh, but you're you're not ready to win yet, and that's okay. Now let's develop a plan that maybe is a multi-year plan.
0: That's it, and that's where those early on years of maybe you get your key your teeth kicked in, you get your butt kicked, but you're continuing to build the vision, train them for maybe future success because sometimes i mean players don't know where where they're going to be in the year and even though we we don't know for sure doing it for a little while and believing in our system i think we can start like you said we can start to pre- predict if we continue to make the steps and strides and get 1% better guys this is where we we will be i think early on you you are talking a little bit of your it's that vision and a little bit of this is what the future will look like and then training so they can't skip steps training so that one day they uh those click moments happen
1: yeah and it's sort of like this 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 sort of tug of war that coaches feel they can sort of maybe if they do have an inferior team can sort of like x and o their way to great heights and if they just keep asking another guy, if they just watch one more YouTube video, if they just buy another new playbook, there's something out there that will help me X and O my bad team to good. Mm-hmm. And I just don't believe that to be true. So what I would say would be, if, if you're, let's just go about the business of building an identity and, and try to divorce ourselves from the results this year. Hard
0: to do. Yeah, I, I was at TB, Yeah, I was at the UIL state tournament years ago, hanging out with Tom Inman, and uh, I asked because he had recently they won a state championship at Plano Senior High, and I said, "Coach, man, how'd you do that?" He's like, "How'd you win state?" The young as a young coach wanting to one day do that, and he said, mm-hmm. "Matt, uh, we're jockeys. The best horses win."
1: Mm -hmm. and I look
0: I was like what he's like I had the best horses that year there's a lot of truth to that Uh, because if you have inferior horses you can I think a great jockey can make inferior horses better can make them a little bit faster no doubt but then there there is a an idea of I mean within your team do you possess the like you said can you X and O these horses to the point where they beat Duncanville High School? I well, don't know. The the, it,
1: the, uh, the times that I've seen it done by teams that I would say, if we, if we compared athlete to athlete, you, they would not measure up. Oftentimes when I've seen that done, it's been by a team with, Great institutional knowledge of what they do, Mm -hmm. which can offset some of that athleticism, meaning we execute so well, avoiding the things that cause losing turnovers, bad shots, all those things. And, And we we know our programs so well, we've been doing it since the seventh grade or whatever, like that we can offset that by sort of the institutional knowledge of the way we play. And that's sort of what I try to help coaches get to. Like, what, what are we going to be? Like, the night the, you know, the school board approves you, the next day the superintendent hands you your keys, that, that job begins that day. What are we going to do here? And for some coaches, that sort of begins with, I don't know, let me see what my five or six re- returning lettermen look like. And that's fine. That's totally fine. For others, it's like it's already in their head and it's just a matter of putting in that infrastructure to build it.
0: Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.